previously on whatever this podcast is called. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so we, we had a long conversation last time, so we decided to split it up, and this is the other part of that conversation. Uh, there's really not much more introduction. Whatever we were talking about last time, we keep going for, and it shot off into a bunch of different directions. Yeah. Hopefully we so, find a good spot to stop it. So, so, <laughs> so buckle in, because we're still going. <laughs> Did they ever do a tie-in to... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like Book It, they had to have, right? I don't know. Remember, you got the Book It things for free pizza at Pizza Hut? Yeah. Oh, Book It. Holy crap. I think in certain parts they still do that. Still do Book It? I, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I don't know if they're still doing it. I do know, like, oh, how long ago was this? Maybe six or seven years ago? Well, so explain what it is, because maybe, you know, if anyone's oh, listening now, they might not uh, know what Book It is. So, um,. In an effort to make me feel really old, <laughs> when when we were when we were kids, um, did you have book it? I guess you did based on your. So Vince is like two years younger than uh, Josh and I, but like we yeah when we were kids, uh, if did your teacher have to sign off on it? Is that how it happened? Like I if you read so. so many books in a week mm-hmm. or two weeks or whatever, I forget what the time period. As a kid, it felt like a year, but I'm sure it was like a week. Yeah, <laughs> you read so many books in this time period. Your teacher like signs off on it, and then you get this little like bookmark, like coupon shaped thing mm-hmm. from Book It that you go to Pizza and get a free personal pan pizza, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. Because as a kid, I was like free pizza. If I had kids now and that happened, it'd be, it'd be like cool. It means I have to buy four pizzas yeah. <laughs> because the kid's not going by themselves. Yep. <laughs> so you're like taking like the family because one kid got a free pizza coupon. I'm sure that was the brilliance of it. You know, be like, mm-hmm. all right, bring all whole family in for pizza. You get this mm-hmm. one little tiny free pizza. You but. Know? It was one of the earliest senses of accomplishment I think you had as a kid. Because yep. you worked for something, yeah. and you I, got it. I did it. Mm-hmm. I did it, too. And, and I so, thought it was cool. <laughs> I know, so, so I. like, six or seven <laughs> years ago, they had, like, Pizza Hut had, like, a... It was, like, a... I forget, like, a 20 or 30-year anniversary of Book It. So, they did a post, like, a promotional post. They're like, hey, all 90s kids, if you were ever part of the Book It program as a kid, like, put your email in here. And they went by, like, you know, honor system because they're assuming, like, every kid did it. Mm-hmm. Be- and so at the age of, like, I forget how old it was then, maybe 30, 31, I got a free pizza. Ha! <laughs> book it. Wow. For registering my email as, like, a former Book It student. That's, like, the things you wish you paid attention to. And now you're like, damn it, I could have got a free pizza. Oh, I got <laughs> a lot of free pizzas. And I, I loved reading, too, so. They still, okay, they still have Book It. Um, yeah, since 1984, Pizza Hut Book It program has been dedicated to encouraging reading in schools nationwide. Which oh is weird because, like, my kids never came home with it. And I have a kid, you know, I have uh, 12 and, and 10, so... Uh, yeah. You gotta you know, bring that up at the uh, PTA meeting. Exactly. <laughs> I want more Book It. <laughs> and pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> That's great, though. I mean, I'm glad, especially because I mean, Vince and I don't have kids that we know of. Um... <laughs> But knock knock. Yeah, it's there's been <laughs> adventure. We're a band. It's been adventures. So like, but seeing like other friends like Josh and his kids and stuff, like seeing them appreciate things like the Avengers and um, Ninja Turtles. But who else are they watching? Somebody old school. You said you showed them. I can't remember what it was. It was something I didn't expect kids now to like. I can't remember what it was now. But there's stuff that just stand that stands the test of time. What like Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> My kids love She-Ra. I don't know why. I hated that show. That was a great <laughs> show. Yeah? I like Well, I'll put it this way. It was like extra kind of He-Man. 
great because didn't mm-hmm. always go after He Man. He was in a lot of episodes. He was in it, but like it was in it was in the same world. Mm-hmm. So I don't I can't say that I finished a whole lot of She-Ra episodes, but since it was like almost immediately afterwards, there was like virtually no shift in tone. Mm-hmm. So like I enjoyed like the extra ten or fifteen minutes I paid attention to being in that universe as a kid. Yeah. So and then uh, was that the one with the um, the little guy in a cloak? Like no face, it was black. Yeah, black, he looked shadowy. like some guy that's like in Final Fantasy or something. He was really funny to me. Drake, <laughs> I can't remember his name. And I don't like. It's gonna bother me. <laughs> I, I remember him being really funny and that being like a motivating factor. Like if he was off screen for too long, I think that's when I like tuned out or like mm-hmm. asked for lunch or something. Well, that's back in like what they were talking about with the X Men series. They wanted to put in like a funny character, like they want a talking dog or something. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. hey, what was that? His name? Yeah, I can't remember his name. My kids would know it. Orko. There you go. Yeah. Was that in She-Ra or was it well, He-Man? He-Man. Mm. It was He-Man? Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I never I never got into He-Man either. Like I know my, my parents were afraid that there was like witchcraft and stuff in it at the time. I think that pretty much was, but <laughs> yeah, but like I remember I still watched it. Like yeah, yeah. but I I remember just not being interested. Like mm. Like when I was growing up, like my parents didn't want me to watch Beavis and Butthead either, but I totally watched that. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but he, I don't know for some reason He-Man, I don't know, I just I didn't like it. I don't I can't explain it, but I didn't think I loved He-Man that much. And then Toys That Made Us came out, mm-hmm. and I watched that He-Man episode, and I the got Grey like Skull Castle. Yeah, mm-hmm. like all that. I got emotionally affected. I do remember that, and I, I realized that moment. Like I enjoyed He-Man a lot more than I remembered. It's so weird. And all the toys that we found out through that documentary that was just executives doing coke. <laughs> I was like He-Man weird stuff through you. somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, I was always like in the room when someone else was watching He-Man, but I never actually sought it out myself. You need emotional support to watch He-Man, and I also never bought any of the toys. I had so many of the toys. I think it was my cousin. I got secondhand toys from my cousins. Mm-hmm. My cousin had everything: this, the castle, both the tigers, that's what, that's what all was, the characters. Those were so crazy too. It was so popular. There were so many toys because He-Man was basically a toy commercial mm-hmm. that like. They were everywhere. So I, I had a couple, like maybe the core group that I really wanted new, but you'd pretty much get any He-Man action figure you wanted at a garage sale. Oh, yeah. yeah like oh, whenever yeah. there was a garage sale, you'd be like, oh, I just want that, you know, man of arms. And it'd be like a couple bucks and you'd have a, like a bag of He-Man. Yeah. Of, like, just here you go, kid. My son grew out of it. <laughs> I would actually rather, I remember at the time their gem was on. I would rather mm-hmm. watch Gem than I would mm-hmm. rather watch He-Man at the time. I forget what gem like in the when the, good. in the first running like what gem was after because it was another one of those things where I don't know how, how many gem episodes I finished but I always remember the initial setup because at that time like kids shows always had a format mm-hmm. like not uh, with each other but within one show like yeah. He Man you could you knew the arc of every He Man episode and I think gem was like that too it was like the girls are shopping or the girls are doing something like very stereotypically girly for the eighties mm-hmm. they and, have a show coming up yeah and and, and then they then, shoot a commercial. But then they, they have a band practice, and then uh, a problem arises, so Jim has to hit her earrings and become Jim. Yeah. Like, and uh, I remember, it was weird. Yeah, it's like this peripheral memory. It's like, it, it's only nostalgic in the idea. I don't think I'd actually really like to watch episodes. Right we, now. My kids have watched it because it was on Netflix, and mm-hmm. it, I remember I, going mm-hmm. going through it, and there's just a lot of drama. Like, it's just like, uh, you know, like a storm, and the other shows like, Ooh! <laughs> like the way she is acting in the in the ninety two X Men series, like in this show, like they like there's like cat fights constantly, and like I know that's I don't know what they call it nowadays. I'm sorry, but like yeah. just like girls fighting and uh, guys being overly dramatic, and it's all eighties stuff. The whole thing about like 
for me, I liked it because it almost had it had a sci-fi aspect of it. Because oh, yeah. like there's a satellite system that her dad made before he died, mm-hmm. and like it would it's like would put a hologram over her whenever she wanted to do whatever she wants. So she became this rock star, yeah. and she could easily hide. And so a lot of that was like trying to keep her secret identity, mm-hmm. just like you know a superhero, and uh, to, you know to be the good person. She was always trying to be a good person. As opposed to, um, and then and there'd be infighting between like her little group and like the misfits or whatever the yeah. group, and so like yeah, Both the bad guys, yeah, the good guys, and so there was team, yeah, and it was like the Transformers theory, maybe Transformers is what was before it, yeah, but it was that Transformers theory of like, why are the good guys good? Because they are. Why are the bad guys bad? <laughs> They're bad because mm-hmm. we do bad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there was like no backstory to why the misfits were bad. They were just jealous of Jim. Yeah, they were just jealous. Like, <laughs> which I could understand. I guess some people being like jealous jerks, but and they're also like they played them off as kind of like the Long Island punk band. Mm-hmm. And Jim was like the Britney Spears, or like not even that. Like she was like the Madonna almost. I'd almost think like the it was uh, the Lop, like City Lopper or something. That like makes that. more sense. Yeah, it's like kind of like a more of a rock star or thing. Like Heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know about heart. I think I like. Yeah. It's giving Jim too Maybe much. City Lop. I think I think, I think it's like too rock. No, I think, I think that's giving Jim too much credit. Yeah. yeah. Like she was way more pop. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like you listen to some of those songs. You're like, whoa, that is very. It's not even some of it like deviates from just like a simple musical thing. You're like, wow, that's actually really different. So, yeah. Like for then. It was really funny. Um, for the failed Jim movie. Oh. Our friend Ryan actually did the soundtrack for it, right? Sorry, Ryan. He, he co-wrote almost <laughs> yeah. all of it, and he curated all the um, artists, including his wife, who I think at the time was going by Laces. And it was like it was weird because it was a good album because it's a bunch of like not necessarily independent artists, but like really talented, like maybe not necessarily discovered artists doing songs that were based off of key lines from the Gem TV series. Mm. So like. I forget. I think it was like the there was no song in the original series called Truly Outrageous, was there? Or was no. it just called Outrageous? No, they just say it say like the true song. Jim's truly outrageous. So like yeah. there's a song on the new soundtrack <laughs> called Truly Outrageous. And I think a lot of people got really upset. In addition to the movie being bad, they got upset at the soundtrack for not being the original song. Yeah. But the reason that Ryan got hired to do it was because Hasbro didn't have the rights to the music. Oh, I didn't know that. For whatever reason it already been too expensive or something. So they were like, come up with something that's good. That would fill that void. So they like all these artists took phrases from the Gem series and made mm-hmm. songs around them that were more like indie singer songwriter, indie rock songs and stuff. And I don't, it, it was weird because like we saw Ryan at something because he'd recently moved to LA. And we're like, oh yeah, um, we actually red boxed the Gem movie because we knew he did the soundtrack. And it was weird because it wasn't even soundtrack as in songs in the movie. None of the songs were in the movie. That I knew of, unless they're in the background or something. Good, because then I won't feel bad making fun of them. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. As I think the songs that are actually <laughs> sung in the movie are part of a different thing. Mm. And so he did the soundtrack that was supposed to accompany the movie, but they didn't really have anything to do with the movie. So I was just making a small talk with him, like after we read box it and we saw him, like, like yeah, so we started watching it, and I just start talking about like as many good points as I could think of. Like, yeah, but at least they did the thing, blah, blah, blah. And he just stopped me halfway through. He's like, listen, dude, I didn't even watch this. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, okay. 
cool. speaking of things like you know the X-Men series and the movies that don't live up to what they could have been mm-hmm. the gem movie yeah. oh my gosh me and my kids for some I know you guys go to a lot of these screenings uh-huh. like I never do like and I actually I rarely get like invites from them but somehow I got an invite probably because they knew somehow that I had kids mm-hmm. uh, to the gem screening and at the time like on Netflix is when they were watching gem and they were very excited about going to see this movie and even my kids were like bored mm-hmm. at this movie and it it played out like a bad um Disney yes. uh, straight to video movie um, um, like just TV yeah, Disney like, I don't know if it, it it's slightly better than just a TV because it had mm-hmm. like the film look to it but it had the whole feeling all the way through it mm-hmm. bad but for me, for me <clears throat> not memorable songs for a I mean like Disney does some great ones too because uh, like the first high school musical songs are just like they they melt in your brain you can't get them out <laughs> believe me <laughs> and so like these like some every once in a while Disney will have like a really bad one and this is would be that bad one and I remember at the time I was in like a bunch of forums and stuff like online looking for nerd stuff when it wasn't so easy to come by it nerd news or whatever yeah. and all these guys around my age which is really weird too at the same time uh, were interested in the gem movie. They were like, oh, it'd be great because then and then they had all these fan theories about, you know, the the holographic machine. Like, oh, that'd be great. And she could kind of be like, like I was saying earlier, like a superhero kind of feeling. Mm, these yeah. guys were excited. And first trailer drops and they were like, what on <laughs> earth did they do? It's weird because they, like you said, I guess we didn't realize until like later on that there was so much sci-fi potential to mm-hmm. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because like with the satellites and uh, what was the computer's name? Synergy. Synergy, yeah. Like, Synergy was actually one of my favorite parts of the original show. Because I like, I don't know, something in the, the kid in me really enjoyed the idea of this computer that's like lived in this room. And it could and talk to you. Send you on missions and like give you advice and help. And essentially kind of ran the superpowers. Like the car from uh, Knight Rider. Kid. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Or um, there was a couple shows like that where yeah. there was like a computer in a room. And it was, but it was like, like a, a real person. A person, almost, yeah. yeah. And I've, oh, like even, I know she, she wasn't a robot, but like Gaia in Captain yeah. Planet. Like, she was, like, the main base. It was kind of like the Charlie of Charlie's Angels. Or Zordon. Zordon, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, so... Seeing a theme here. Yeah, that's exactly. Splinter. <laughs> but Synergy... Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Because he was pretty much... Was weird, too, because he was... Did he ever fight in the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because in the movies, I remember he did. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for him to be homebound, because he's not, like, disabled. They make that very clear. Make him kind of old in that. He's old, movie. but then he like kicks ass for like ten straight minutes. Like, like okay, sure. <laughs> the fourth but, movie, the, the animated one that uh, is actually attached to the uh, other ones, he actually like one of my the favorite parts of that movie I love is when he's actually with the turtles, like just kicking crap at the same time, kicking uh, the butt like of all these monsters. I don't know if crap. I saw that one. That's good. The animated cool. one that was connected. Yeah, to it's the... TMNT. It's actually really good, and it's like oh. it's vaguely connected. So like yeah, at the end, yeah. you see like some of the things from the first movie on the shelves. Yeah, and oh. that's how it's kind of connected. That's cool. Okay. But it was great. Yeah, but I'm like, sorry to interrupt. But... No, no, it's fine. Like, it, but it was basically all that sci-fi potential for Jim. So like, even though I was only peripherally interested in it as a kid, I think if it was done right, I would be actually been like very interested in it mm-hmm. older because as a guy who didn't like. Yeah, really. Watch the show. Well, because well, the music thing kind of attracted me because the whole like rock star story is like it's fun, I and mean, no matter what facet it's in, like I kind of like it. But I feel like there was a lot of potential that they started in that movie that wasn't seen through well enough. Like the whole um, YouTube overarching thing, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. That was a good like idea. they solicited a bunch of like fans <laughs> to make YouTube videos and they actually put them in the movie. 
And it was a good way to update Jim. Like, oh yeah, you're someone on camera and then you're somewhere in, in real life. And we can make you blow up really fast. Yeah. That, 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 yeah that was the explanation of like why yeah. it happened. And also she was like, uh, she was like a foster kid, right? Or adopted or something like. Uh, or were those, were those her dad just, died in the, in the movie. Her dad died too. Yeah, but yeah. Were, were all those but girls the synergy thing was ridiculous. Were the <laughs> were the girls all just friends? Or were they actually they were adopted sisters, right? I think she had a sister. I don't think that she was adopted. Okay, um, gotcha. But yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I only watched. it But then, once. like you said, like, <laughs> like the synergy thing ended up being like a like a weird like C level BB eight thing. It was weird. Remember, did you ever see that Echo movie? No, it reminded me of that yeah. little creature thing, like the echo. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, which is weird because you take this big like computer in a room. Also, like uh, she was like a Olivia Newton John, mm-hmm. like had, had the sweatband <laughs> thing, you know, thing. To, I got like, this, a picture of to, this, like, to this like androgynous like little like ball robot thing. Yeah, it didn't do anything. Yeah. Give me a clue to the next thing, Dad, that he would have, you know. These clues would have never been there, by the way. Like they would have, like, oh, twenty years later, these things are still going to be at the Santa Monica Pier. Like, yeah. no, not going to happen. No. I forgot that it took place in L.A. That makes me even more mad. <laughs> yeah, it was just. It's a guitar up on the up. wall at this venue. Like twenty years later, that guitar is going to be gone and still, gonna... and, and still in tune. <laughs> exactly. She immediately plays it. None of no. There's so much wrong with it. Oh my gosh. But and it sucks because I think that girl I forget her name is like Aubrey something. Oh, she who plays Jim. She was from the show Nashville as well. Mm. I was all right with that because I was like, she can sing, so yeah. that could work. And then just was she the da- the young daughter, or was who was oh, she? No, in she she was um, she was like the the voice, the American Idol winner oh, or runner right. up. I remember now. So yeah. like in the show, the there's um, oh, I can't remember her name. There's a lady. Wow, this is gonna drive me crazy because I know the name. I'm forgetting it. But the lady that was basically like the Reaper McIntyre or Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> Is that synergy? Oh my gosh! Synergy. <laughs> it is. Wow. Yeah. Seriously, pull if you have a phone, pull up the picture of like, synergy. Oh yeah. So she's like she's like <laughs> Olivia Newton-John in physical. Exactly. That's only only like she she's been holding her breath for like a day. There's a keyboard in front of her too. <laughs> yeah, and they're all yeah. those colors. Like I dug the the whole aesthetic. I love that aesthetic. Yeah. Like. Um. But yeah, I know there's so many missed opportunities in that. The movie version. The one thing they did hit right on the head, though, like did did you guys have the after uh, uh, Yeah, what is that's a security camera on top of like <laughs> one of the uh, the balls that's controlled by Bluetooth on your phone. It looks like a Nest. Yeah, it looks like a Nest cam. <laughs> Why? Oh man. But did did you you saw the after credits in the screening you were at? Yeah. It had, so uh, that was the perfect thing. Yeah, like Kesha was the leader of the Misfits. And she was like, we're the misfits, we do it better. Which, is, if you don't know, is a catchphrase from the original series. I was like, that's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kesha, I see that. Why wasn't that the first movie? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Kesha was the most accurate casting of that movie. And dialogue, somehow. <laughs> I don't know, it was weird. And I guess that was an afterthought, because I remember hearing something about, like, Kesha really wanting to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. then it was, like, pulled together the last minute. I'm like, scrap the rest of the movie. Just have Kesha being the misfits, you know. And I don't like I don't blame any of the actors, actresses in any of these bad movies. You get cast in a movie, like you mm-hmm. don't have control over that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a like plot and everything <clears throat> comes together and you're like, Alright, I'm in for a ride. Mm-hmm. So like even with <clears throat> Halle Berry Storm, like love her in a lot of different things. Love that she took credit for the the whole uh, the picked up the Razzie. Oh, for <laughs> Catwoman? For Catwoman. Love that she showed up and did it. Which actually brings me to a good point, is like at first I was thinking like, Okay, well, this is one out of the first time, right? Mm. The Catwoman happened, and I'm like, 
you should never be in a superhero movie ever again. <laughs> because it... Like, she could be, like, with Monster Ball or something. Mm. Like, just be, like, timeless. And then somehow, as soon as you're Storm or Catwoman, it just all falls apart. I, actually, you know what's funny? I don't even know if I saw that Catwoman. I think I made... That might have been one of the few movies I watched, like, ten minutes of. I'm like, I can't do this. I knew it was going to be awful. I don't know if I what's saw the, it either. I don't even know it was. It, and I don't know it wasn't attached to Selena Kyle, right? It wasn't her? I don't, I don't know, honestly. I'll have to look it, it up. Wasn't, it wasn't... In continuity of any other property. Yeah, as her name time. was Patience. So it was a different... A shy woman endowed with the speed, reflexes, and senses of a cat walks a thin line between criminal and hero, even as a detective dodgedly pursues her, fascinated by both her personas. I mean, like, that kind of sounds like... Michelle Pfeiffer. I was going to oh, say, gosh. Michelle Pfeiffer is my Catwoman for life. Two reasons. Because Batman Forever is probably my favorite Batman movie. She's not Be- besides the Lego it, Batman, is it Batman Forever, Catwoman, and Penguin? No, it's Batman Returns. Oh, Batman Forever oh, the, you know what? Sorry. Batman Forever is the bad, the one that like flopped, yeah, right? The Jim gotcha. One. No, Batman Returns. Batman Returns is my favorite one, and so that's what it, that she did a great job. But also, it was right around like puberty for me. So I think like I kind of like came into my age, like came to age, mm-hmm. <laughs> like during that as Michelle Pfeiffer and like Katana was being introduced to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Her name's Patience Phillips, and like, and, and forgive me, like, I do not know a lot about um, DC lore. Like, growing up, I was Marvel everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if Patience, Patience Phillips becomes Selena Kyle, or they're it's both, just a different person or something. I mean, it almost, because it said it was written by Bob Kane, so I don't know if maybe, maybe they just created it. Who knows? Interesting. But, yeah, whatever. You yeah, know, like, we're coming up on... Uh, we're on hour 15 minutes now. Yeah. Wrap it up in a few. Yeah. Let's go. What's the topic for next time going to be? I mean, I loved... I mean, the whole... Like I said, wrap it around. We're just... We're a bunch of casuals who, like... I did some reading when I was was younger, and I tried to catch up at a point in time. It just... You know, too much stuff to not... And especially with kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough time to be in that zone, and I feel like it's kind of annoying that guys... Would call people casuals and other things like you know mm-hmm. we already mm-hmm. have like I'm, imposter syndrome enough, but right. I'm very. I, I feel like it's very accurate to call me casual because mm-hmm. I at the time I was into comics when I was a kid was literally whatever was the brightest color in the comic book store. <laughs> but I did enjoy the comic book store. I think I I read Wildcats because of that. Yeah. But and some random image comics and things because who mm-hmm. the hell reads image comics, right? Mm. But. <laughs> But I did, like, because they had a cool oh, cover that Turtles week. were in, on Image. Oh, were they? Yeah. Oh. I forget, there's others here. Well, Image is, like, uh, independent, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty positive. I could there, be wrong, again. Hey. There <laughs> were some other, like, superhero teams that I don't even remember the names of, but they look cool that week. Mm. But then, like, when the movies come out, like, I, I, I love finding out, like, the new lore, you know, like, this Captain Marvel thing, how, like, they're retconning everything, but it's still kept in that spirit of, like, it's exciting. It's not some, like, BS. Mm-hmm. It's not like, no yellow spandex because we don't want yeah. it. No comic books on set. Or like, yeah. Storm. well, and they know what things that change. So like, Storm, going from like always being like a literal goddess, you know, also she always was portrayed very like tall and domineering. Like even if it's on heels, mm-hmm. she always felt like she was a foot taller than everyone else in the mm-hmm. room. Strong. <laughs> to being like the most timid, like horrible one-liners. You forget she's in the movie until she appears. Character like it feels like it's the wrong thing to change, but like 
like Cloak and Dagger, they may like they switched the financial situations. Like so, the young black man actually grew up in a lot of money and affluence, and then the pretty white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes like grew up on the streets. That was a really clever change. Um, so yeah, like in the MCU, there's no well, things to change. I had I just uh, had a light bulb go off in my head a couple days ago. Me and Rod were talking about uh, who the best Storm would have been. Oh, you mentioned that. And it was not, I think it was last night or a couple nights ago, we watched Pee Wee's Christmas special from Mm -hmm. like 1988. And who, lo and behold, Grace Jones comes out and sings a song for Pee Wee, a a drummer boy or whatever. I think it was a little drummer boy. And uh, Grace Jones, man. She would have been a great storm. I mean, at the wrong era. You know? Yeah. Because she was, it was, I I think she's still going to, like, I don't know, it. I, I know why like, Halle Berry was like a big name at the time and everything, but like someone like Grace Jones like would have been like amazing. Yeah, something like that. Or like anybody from Black Panther. Yeah, or literally anybody. I would have preferred. <laughs> I would have preferred myself playing Storm. <laughs> and I don't. I don't have any acting skill at all. At, like it would have been. I, actually, Marvel's YouTube channel put out like a cosplay video. Like, they put a lot of cosplay videos out. But they, they put this cosplay out of like some this woman doing Storm. I wanted her more than Halle Berry. I don't know, let's see There's a Catwoman on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that would be awesome yeah. as Storm. Oh, yeah. I remember because um, she, she, she works out there. If you haven't been to Hollywood Boulevard, there's a bunch of people. Like, I wouldn't even call it cosplay. They're just they're in costumes to take pictures with you. Yeah. And it's a and you're major, supposed to tip them? Yeah, it's a major source of income. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a ma- like these people, this is a full time job. like. Yeah. Um, we were at the Baja Fresh across the street getting lunch real quick before like a movie or something and we just spotted from across the street like she is gorgeous and she has that swagger and it was a different kind of Catwoman though it was, she like, has an accent too it was a vaguely like not steampunk but she had like goggles you know on her yeah. head like it's kind of like that the uh, Anne Hathaway uh, Catwoman version I'm glad you said Anne Hathaway because in my head I was going to say Anna Kendrick that would have been wrong. I'd but also, Anna Kendrick now I want to see Anna Kendrick <laughs> as Catwoman. That's a tiny Catwoman, which would actually kind of work because cats are small. <laughs> Except for the big ones. The, then it wouldn't be Catwoman, it would be like Lion Woman. <laughs> that was a casting of like, she's really popular right now. I feel like Definitely, Warner Brothers does that a lot. Oh yeah, it's a money grab. Yeah. Like, Let's hey, see. people will come to see this girl. But Also though, like, to be this, honest... This chick, hmm? if you're on the... If you go to the Marvel YouTube channel, this is the one that was posted on, it looks like, December 6th, maybe? 5th or 6th? There's a thumbnail of a woman cosplaying a storm. She would have been a better storm. <laughs> this static shot had more acting than Halle Berry did. <laughs> so, well, like, I, well, I think, like, Warner Brothers does a lot of, like, kind of, I don't, I don't know if they call it cash grab, but to be honest, that might be a better might be a better way to call it. Like, well, every movie is cash grab. It's yeah, that's true. It, but it like, wasn't meant to sound nice. Yeah, it, Warner Brothers. While I think that they do a lot of things poorly, mm-hmm. um, especially controlling their properties in DC Comics, <clears throat> they with the Watchmen and even even I can't remember the guy's name that, that created it. He gets like nothing out of this. Oh. Um, uh, Alan Moore. Yeah, there you go, Alan Moore. Um, but he also didn't want any part of it as well, yeah. right? Like, I mean, well, I'm he, sure he didn't... He didn't want like it made. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because he gets screwed every year because they reprint it. As long as they keep reprinting the comic, he gets nothing from it. 
Mm. And he's got nothing. He has nothing from the movie. I believe, work for hire, well. kids. Exactly. Think twice before you do that. Uh, Bob Marley was a work for hire. Oh, gosh. so him and his family don't own any of his music. Just putting it out there. <laughs> but I, I was gonna say that Watchmen movie that that turned the tides. Yeah. For uh, what we call yellow spandex and yeah. things like that, to where like it's okay, and in a universe like that, we can say okay, this is gonna work like this. We got big and, blue guys with you know and longer swinging movies. coming oh, out. God, and, yeah, <laughs> and whatnot. But but yeah, they it, and it was like a dramatic as hell movie. Yeah, too. yeah, longer movies, longer blue penis. I mean. <laughs> Dude, it had it all. You got Ninja Turtles, you yeah. got the, the Watchmen movie. I mean, like, you take them seriously. You live in that universe, and, like, okay, it's goofy as all get out, but you accept it going in. Yeah, and that's also the reason I want superhero movies. Like, I want to see someone in, like, tights and, like, is unreasonably ripped, like, flying for whatever reason, with some very loose reason why you can do it. Like, I remember an interview where there's probably been several interviews with Stan Lee where he talks about his theory of why. Thor flies. Mm-hmm. So he throws his hammer so hard that it pulls him. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm down. He twirls it so hard. It's <laughs> yeah. I, and he said it wasn't even like a canon reason necessarily. It was just that if anybody ever asked him how Thor flies, that mm-hmm. was going to be the reasoning, you know? I like how they used it as like a emasculating thing in, in Thor Ragnarok. Like, was it Ragnarok or... Yeah, or no, no, it was Avengers, the last Avengers where he watches his father die. No, that was Ragnarok. Was it Ragnarok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I can't do anything without my hammer. And his dad's like, the hammer's just a tool. Yeah, when when he has the Mufasa moment with him, he's like, like, are you the god of thunder or the god of hammers? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right, sorry. But then immediately in the next movie, I need a new hammer. Hammer. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) It's yeah. obsessed with it's hammers. It's an axe hammer. I think that was actually yeah, a long record. Doesn't it, said. doesn't it like own, like isn't it owned by like BoJack Horseman or something? That's not right. But, <laughs> but what's his name? What's the what's the horse Thor? Oh no, uh, yeah, it's it, it is actually is. Uh, um, gosh dang it, uh, Beta Ray Bill. But, yeah. yeah, he's it's, actually there's like a statue of him in the movie, and so the Russos even said like we well, he should have been in the in the universe. He's, he's yeah he's in canon. That's crazy. Mm. And Stormbreaker was created for Beta because Beta was one of the few people that can lift Thor's hammer. I love, like, once again, it being self-aware. Like, when he's like, Stormbreaker, then Rocket's like, that's a little bit much. But mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was actually super excited, and, like, you know, when things leaked and you saw, like, the, like I saw the uh, toy first before the movie, and I was like, oh, he's going to get Stormbreaker. Oh, so like, gotcha. oh, my gosh. Like, even though, like, that's completely against... Like what continuity would yeah. also be in what we'd call the six one six universe and Marvel mm-hmm. um, at the time. Then I was I was still like, you know, Marvel and Kev, Kevin Feige or Feig or whatever whatever his yeah. name is has such a good, does good, such a good job of keeping the essence of these characters that changing even a major plot point at that time. I'm kind of like or a major part in that time. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll deal with it. Like, but because these characters are not, you know, like Rogue in that first X Men movie. Like, I'm a scared little girl. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you're not. You're not. You're a strong woman. You're like, but uh, so that, that was actually part of the reason that um, I liked at least. And I think it's like too the the new Wonder Woman Wonder Woman mm-hmm. movie because we've gone like almost like twenty years now of heroes like the um, the reluctant hero. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants, like they just they decide to figure it out or like they grow into it, but you know as kids we grew up with like Storm wanted to be a 
like effing hero. Mm-hmm. Like she she wanted to be the goddess of weather, you know. And then Wonder Woman came out, and she's like, "No, I must save them." I'm like, <laughs> yes, yeah, like, yeah <laughs> that's a really unique thing right now. Like somehow, so I I, I kind of I would love I, I know they're going to make it more complex than this, but I would love nothing more than the new Marvel Fox merger X Men team to all want to be heroes, with the exception of maybe Wolverine from time to time, mm-hmm. something like because even like Cyclops. He he wanted to be the leader. He wanted to be a superhero, mm. and I don't. I didn't get that from the movie. He movies. gets a lot of hate. I love Cyclops, in yeah. the especially com- in the com- in the comics. comics. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The cartoon's not too bad. Movies, no. <laughs> but like, yeah, like yeah. that's they've done him really wrong in the movies. In the so. movies, he's just white guy number four. Yeah, it's just so weird. He's always that dude. You're like, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, but <laughs> he's but so see, complex like, in the comics. But yeah. he but he's like the um what's it called? He's the Boy Scout, right? Yeah. But then, at least for a, you know, for a while in the comics, yeah. he kind of you know if he loses Gene and whatnot, there's problems. He goes off, but like yeah. bonkers, yeah. The MCU proved how you do the Boy Scout Scout right, and that's mm-hmm. Chris Evans is um, Captain America. Mm-hmm. So and it's also like how powerful the Marvel Studios is, like the actual Marvel Studios, because they can they can make him that powerful. They could also like make talking raccoons and stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It, it's but they can't they can't do it in the the Fox license stuff. It's so weird. So yeah, weird. I don't know what the deal... Like, because... I feel like it's because Marvel has that overseeing, like, idea and adherence to these characters through uh, Kevin that they actually are sticking to as opposed mm-hmm. to let's bring in a bunch of writers and different directors and just mm-hmm. throw it at the wall until we find something that's good. Fox did it and it's not very good. Sony even did that a little bit. It's not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's, what's the last one? <laughs> Fox did it. Sony did it. And... Uh, uh, Marvel, or, or sorry, uh, Warner Brothers did it. Oh, Warner, yeah. So like they, you know, we're just gonna throw money at it and see if it make it do well. You know, like yeah. no, you gotta start with this and and build it and work it. It's just hard, you know. I don't know. Oh, that was I, I had lost track of my thought uh, before, but them taking Chris Evans, making him Captain America, they took like the failed Human Torch and mm-hmm. made him iconic. <laughs> like that. Actually, they've taken two failed Human Torches now, haven't they? Yeah. Holy cow! So, I was not a big fan. Like, when they were like, oh, Chris Evans, I was like, no. And I was, like, very upset because of, you know, the continuity thing in me. I'm like, no, that's the, he was the human torch. And then, like, when I saw him in that first Avengers, I was like, all right. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, 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 he's that's dude. why he cast him and not, was uh, it John Krasinski or whatever. Uh, and, and, like, by the, by the, what, third time we saw Captain America in the MCU, I'd forgotten about, like, the um, weird, not another teen movie, like, with a whipped cream oh, yeah. and the banana <laughs> up his butt thing. Because forever, whenever someone said... Chris Evans. Chris Evans. I thought like that dude. <laughs> I didn't see that till way later. I don't really know yeah. what that is. Yeah, and I don't movie? want to know what that. Not is. another team movie. They what's that movie they were making fun of? Uh, Friday uh, Night Lights. Maybe it was Friday Night Lights. It's some teen movie that they made fun of, yeah. obviously. Um, but like, and the girl like shows up to tease the guy in like just nothing but like a whipped cream on her, like in in the oh, certain in the, areas in the, in the, in the regular movie. movie. I, I can't remember what it is, but um, and then in that that Chris in the, Chris, uh, Chris Evans shows up with the whipped cream. So on he put, yeah, puts whipped cream on his his his, his like and cherries and, and cherries and then and she's like and the girl's like so disgusted. She's like, oh no, like I wanted you for you or something. And he walk and he's like he's sad. He's like, oh, he's like, but it's a banana split. And he turns around and there's whipped cream on his butt crack <laughs> with the banana sticking oh, out, no. and it's like squishing as he's walking away. It's uh, horrible. It is it, horrible. But it was funny, but it's like, it puts that, like, caliber on that actor for a while. Yep. And then, like, it took so, it takes so much to, like, change your, you. 
theory. And so, like, Captain America did that. Like and that same banana way, in your ass. Like, like for the longest <laughs> gotta time... gotta get away from me. For the longest time, I always pictured Anna Faris as the scary movie girl. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know what role it was that changed that form of it. Like, all throughout, I was like, oh, yeah, she's that girl. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. It actually wasn't too bad of a movie. No, it was a like, good movie. It... I don't remember her in anything other than scary movie. Yeah? There was something. I don't know. She married Star-Lord for a while. (laughs) And I love Chris. I love how they took Chris Evans and they took the story of Captain America, Mm -hmm. the man out of time, and they put him into our time because Mm -hmm. that second movie, which is Winter Soldier, is probably still my favorite Marvel movie Mm -hmm. because it also brings into like, okay, we got the security stuff nowadays and privacy nowadays and what's the government's role kind of like in our lives. And he's like, comes from a different time completely where he's like, this doesn't look like freedom. This looks yeah. a little scary, like what I was scared of before. You know, kind of. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It it brings in today. You know what's going on today. I that's one. He's one of my favorite characters, and they oh, did so a great job with him. Winter Chad. Soldier. I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of the first MCU films that like kind of showed that the studio was like it, it was. It wasn't a genre. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. It's not even a name. It's it is a universe. Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So like because. Winter Soldier, at its heart, was basically like a Mission Impossible espionage film. Yeah, it was like a conspiracy thriller. Yeah. yeah. So it was like the Jason Bourne or something mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. the MCU. But then like it kept going. So like we got Ragnarok, which is like the slapstick like yep. thing. And then like in the... I just saw a promo for season two of Runaways. Like mm-hmm. that the teen thing, you know, like they're proving the different genres can happen in like the same continuity. Like I love it. Love continuity. They're right? doing a lot of amazing things with the films and TV right now. It's been, it's been really surprising me how great TV has been. I mean, obviously the movies are amazing, hmm. but TV has been like really freaking good. Yeah, it's a new renaissance in the last like eight years. I feel like TV has just been amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. And I, I love, especially in the MCU, but I love even the things that people don't really like that much. Like, I, I mean, I think... Cloak and Dagger did all right, all right. Mm-hmm. but I don't think it was like the Runaway Smash that maybe someone hoped it. Definitely maybe, some but... aspects I didn't like. The ending was a big one. Then. See, I like the ending, but I don't know. A lot of budget, I feel like. like oh, That's true. <laughs> not a big enough thing to do. I like, I mean, mild spoiler, but I like how they just skipped all the pleasantries. They're like, oh, there's explosion, kids, radiation, they have powers now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that. It looks sweet. Um, yeah, Daredevil will still be like my favorite it's so great because it's it's the uh, Japanese action films. It's basically what that vibe is, you mm-hmm. know. There's a lot of action in it, and it yeah, just got, and the storyline's great too. So it's kind of. Have you watched the Punisher? I haven't watched the new oh. season. Gosh dang! I haven't watched. I haven't actually watched Iron Fist. I just got done with Luke Cage's second season. Or oh, Je- nice. I haven't even watched Jessica Jones. I have kids, and I have n- I have no time. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Jones especially is not one thing you oh, want yeah. to watch in front of kids. I can't watch this, with my, <laughs> and I like I homeschool like one of my kids, so yeah. like. She's at home, so I can't ever watch it. And my, yeah. my, you know, I definitely don't want to watch it with my toddler around. Yeah. Going, Gosh dang! So the only time I can watch it is when at the nighttime, and a lot of time I'm working or something. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I don't know, but the it's it'll be interesting to see what happens to the uh, street level mm-hmm. um, MCU Heroes. stories because I, currently all the Netflix shows are getting canceled gradually. Yeah, I want to see Spider Man and Daredevil and Punisher together. Yeah. Well, you know, there was like a, a little bit of a, not a, I don't even know if it's an Easter egg, but like a little hint, because like, in uh, interviews for Daredevil Season 3, Vincent D'Onofrio, like someone asked him like a fan question or whatever, it's like, well, 
We get to see the Spider Man. Are you going to be in Spider Man or something like that, or Far From Home or whatever? Mm -hmm. And he gave a really cryptic answer. I don't think it's going to be what anybody else thinks it is. Anybody thinks it is, but his answer was like, uh, "I won't say anything except that I feel like it would be a huge disappointment if Kingpin never fights Spider Man." Hmm. Like, oh my god, that'd be awesome. Like, how awesome would it be if in Far From Home, the uh, you know like rumored upcoming Spider Man movie with Tom Holland, like the villain ends up being Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. That'd be nuts. That would be awesome. That'd be great. Like I've I've been saying the entire time with these with these shows, they need just a little bit of crossover. Like that yeah. Shield when they had, they'd have uh, you know, Lady uh, Sif. Lady Sif was on, and that was okay. But like, there's a couple times they actually had Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially so, in the, especially in the first season. Yeah, in the first season. Uh, not that I loved the first season completely, but like there's just there needs to be a little bit of that touch to where like okay we still are in the same universe. Yeah. So even in Avengers four, if they just panned out like and there's a city's fighting a bunch of people and you just see the defenders fighting a little bit in the background mm -hmm. i'd be like done yeah. happy exactly you know? shield drops down and chloe bennett drops down as you know a quake yeah. or whatever with everybody D that done that's, that's all you need is one second of bloop. that's something i feel like <laughs> uh agent carter did really well mm -hmm. it dovetailed into the movie universe so well because she was actually like from the movies yeah and she not because like i feel like colson like was a refugee of the movies yeah like because they killed him off in the movie universe and then they used this Kree technology to like or spoilers I guess if you haven't watched it in the last five years like <laughs> they use Kree technology to resurrect him and and he'll be in the new Captain Marvel movie yeah but I feel like up until we see the Captain Marvel movie he just kind of feels like you've forgotten that he was part of the movies yeah, exactly but Agent Carter was like simultaneously in a series about her past and in current movies as her current self. And in the one... She's using a couple of the one-shots, I think, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're, um, Which is what led to the series, right? Yeah, like, that one, especially that one one-shot led to the series. And she's so great. We just saw yeah. the episode of Black Mirror that she's starring... That she starred in. Yeah. She's such a great actress. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's a shame that that show got canceled because it was so... I don't know, like... It, it was kind of subtle in it. I, I, I feel like it was a really tasteful way to bring, like, really strong, like, um, feminism to the MCU I mean I could be wrong so it there's any like, lived in that great era to where like everybody like being a jerk yeah and she's out there kicking ass yeah and it just I don't know I love that show my <laughs> kids love that show and we loved Haley Atwell too because mm -hmm. everything you could ever see when she was doing something was just like hilarious that she loved being that character yeah she would, I remember she posted once like didn't have time you know to to change before I went to the DMV and so I have my driver's license picture in my Peggy Carter outfit. <laughs> so she's got all that stuff on. Like it's Peggy Carter. I like Jarvis was my favorite in that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he's great too. And I'm glad that they brought him in and not just being like, oh, Jarvis is a, you know, just a robot or whatever. For right. yeah. Stark. He was an actual person in his life. Yeah, so. yeah, it ends up being like, that's a connect, that's another thing I just connected to the movies so Continuity! Well. Yeah, it was great. And uh, I, Peggy I'm, Carter. I'm really looking forward. So you said you finished Cloak and Dagger. You said, I right? finished Cloak and so Dagger. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what this black substance is that comes out of like the sky and the ground and everything that they keep hinting at. You know, like is there a second season? Of Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, they, they okay. got announced like like maybe a week after the first season ended, but like because it's also in Peggy Carter. Yeah. Like this black substance thing, and they keep teasing it in a bunch of different shows. I forget, there's at least one other one I think we see a hint of it in. Maybe it's S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, I think the black stuff in the S.H.I.E.L.D. turns out to be gravitonium. Yeah. Which is what... No, but that, not that. There was something else that they brought up that wasn't okay. gravitonium. There was something else that they, they never finished. They reference it, and then they never like make a thing out of it. Is that the one with the gas where they kind of make everybody remember. go crazy? I don't know. I don't know. But, but they, like, the whole thing that the, the 
scientist in Agent Carter discovers, you know, I feel like there's all these like loose ends, but it feels like it's kind of important. Like at first I thought maybe it was going to tie into Doctor Strange before that came out and it didn't. So I don't, I don't know what's going to be. In Agent Carter, it was called Black Matter. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying to see. Oh, yeah, because the dude gets sucked into it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's, it eats a few people. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if there's actually anything that describes the Dark Force. Yeah. But I don't or know. Zero Matter. There you go. Zero Matter. That's what. It, yeah. It. I don't. It. It's. Even in humans, as corny as it was, I liked it. Like. For what it was, My I kids I, loved it. I don't know. I didn't. Okay, so pause for like twenty seconds if you don't want spoilers for this show, but or not pause. Skip forward twenty seconds. Like, I don't like that Medusa like had her hair for like half an episode, and then they're like, you know, we don't have a budget for this. Exactly. And they're just like, you're gonna be bald for the rest of the time. That was one of the decisions. Like, that's the closest thing to me besides Finn Jones being Iron Fist to like them going the wrong way with changing things. Mm. That was her power. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like that show, it just seemed it seemed too goofy for me. Like just <laughs> like too, unironically, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, it just didn't do very well. I also had like a, a kind of a skewed view of it because the first episode. If for those of you who don't know, the Inhuman series was in collaboration with IMAX, so they've shot the first two or three episodes in IMAX, mm-hmm. and the first two or three episode two episodes actually screened in theaters mm-hmm. a month before the show came out on TV. So that happened to be in the weekend of my birthday, and so a group of friends and like us like went out to see it for my birthday, and it was the cleanest TV show I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> the opening shot is like someone's foot like mashing into like a mud puddle, and then the water droplets find there, and you could see the specks of dirt in the water droplets. Mm. Yeah, I was like, that's crazy. And so like I already I, it put that good it planted a seed of like a good feeling in. So by the time I got to the TV series, I was like you know what, sure, whatever, like this, this is fine. It's yeah. fine. It doesn't have Halle Berry's storm, so it's fine. So, the Dark Force is is what it's actually called from the comics. Oh, okay. For the Zero Matter? The Zero Matter they just created for the show. Mm-hmm. But all of the lore and the story around that, that substance is from the source material where it's called the uh, Dark Force. Which is actually like sentient. That's why it was like sucking people in. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd have to read more here to find but, out what well, the dark force is. There's these different substances. Yeah. There's these different substances. There's these different substances in the different shows, and I don't know exactly, like, if they're connected. You know, like because the gases and cloak and dagger and. Interesting. So it says here the dark force is a negative energy drawn from a parallel uh, dimension that gives people in our dimension superpowers. Um, hence, uh, the, the antagonist of Agent Carter, she has the dark, or in the show called Zero Matter, inside her body. Yeah, I remember that, because she get, kind of gets possessed. And it g- gave her, like, powers. So, that's a, another parallel from the source material. So, yeah, some mutants are, are able to draw on the energy naturally, while humans must conjure it through technology or magic. Once summoned, it can take the form of gas, liquid, or solid. And uh, endow a person with abilities and uh, varied camouflage or, or even teleportation. So 
my question is, will this ever occur again in the MCU? Um, and will it be called Zero Matter, or will they make it the Zero Force, or Dark oh, Force? Or, yeah, or yeah, kind of... Well, the nice thing is, since it's like a history thing, it could change names feasibly, because yeah. people just call it different things. Yeah, I mean, they could even make note of it being called Zero Matter in the past, because Carter was in, what, the 50s? Agent Carter? Yeah, it's like the... 60s or 50s? No, it was maybe like, I don't know, was it the 40s? I don't know, I can't remember... <laughs> But then, like, say, like, yeah, now it goes, it's known by dark, the Dark Force or whatever. But, yeah, that'd be interesting to see that come back, because, really, that was the, other than, like, trying to figure out what Zero Matter was, it was kind of like the same thing of waiting for uh, um, Sky in S.H.I.E.L.D., her sister, what was her sister's name? Uh... uh I don't remember the when she, when they went through Gen, uh, Terra Genesis, it had completely changed her form, and they hid her for like most of the second season of uh, or not it was second season, I think yeah it was the second season of Shield, and I'm trying to remember her name. I don't right. There's so many things about the MCU is so massive. There's so many things I forget about it, but yeah, I still kind of like it. Um, I thought I saw it maybe in here. Oh yeah, Reyna. Wait. In it? S.H.I.E.L.D. That wasn't a sister, was it? No, it wasn't a sister, no, I guess. It, she was like... She was the mysterious girl in the dress. Yeah, that had like the telepathic powers or some sort of powers. I, no, I think she was... Like, she was being like, uh, persuaded by someone else. But then when she ended up getting her power, yeah, she like morphed into this like really horrific porcupine thing. And I remember how like, uh, uh, the opposite of... Awesome, anticlimactic. Opposite of awesome. Yeah, I remember how like it because the whole season built up to like, what did she look like? Did you see the thing? It showed like she her eye at the end, and then you keep like playing it back to see if you could see any more. Oh, of that's her. right, because everybody's trying to figure out like, what does she look like? Who, who she is she? Into? What is she? Yeah, and then it was just so anticlimactic. I was like, oh okay, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> like I was way more interested in Terra Genesis crystals and like Quake being able to obtain her powers completely and stuff like that like mm -hmm. that Raina kind of just was like eh uh, pay we'll pay attention to that later <laughs> but uh it's quite quite interesting hopefully Zero Matter or the Dark Force will come back around that's a good yeah. way to loop that back around yeah. it's funny Vince like just tied it up like he like drifted from Zero Matter to Dark Force to Raina from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the back, back. <laughs> all while I went to the bathroom right I might be peeing soon too. <laughs> uh, are we? Should we separate this into two episodes? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Hey yeah, guys, it's fine. We can we can start the second one at gym. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess to wrap up, I mean, uh, we kind of want to hear your guys' feedback as well. Like, uh, and while we go forth in the future, uh, try to hone exactly what this podcast will become. Mm -hmm. um, right now, you know, we're movie nerds, man. We love superhero movies. We love comics. Anything nerdy, we're anything we're movie, we're movie casual, so because yeah. we don't live and breathe it. Like I don't know all the lore so much to complain about it. I just know the X Men was so bad that I had to complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we wanted to give ourselves a, a place to kind of converse and, and learn as well. Uh, also, you guys could help us with uh, some of the nerd knowledge you guys have. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm gonna, like, I picked up, was it, uh, Marvel Unlimited, and so, so I'm gonna try to go from the beginning a little bit, but you, yeah, I remember... What's the beginning? <laughs> oh, seriously, gosh. Um, I know there's, there's a podcast where a guy actually reads, like, 20 comics a week no, from wow. the beginning. I haven't kept up with it at all, but, uh, he reads 20 comics a week from the beginning, and he said that he'll catch up to, like, catch up to the future in 10 years if he does one a week. Oh, man. <laughs> 20 comics a week. That's insane. That's crazy. I imagine it, you can catch up to the 80s pretty quick, though. Hmm. 80s and maybe, the 90s, maybe. Even. I don't know. Like, there's so many, because I just, I remember, like, the comic book store as a kid, it seemed overwhelming then. It's only grown, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the, and you guys will have to let us know, uh, the difference between like reading the issued comics versus the uh, graphic novels that would stick like 20 comics in one big story. Well, what they do is they just take, uh, they just, uh, call them trades. And so they'll take like a certain amount of them, depending on what maybe sometimes where the story starts. I think there's maybe like six comics nowadays in them, but they even have big omnibus ones. Like I have, I think, two or three of the uh, original X-Men's that I've read. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it probably goes up to like 30 or something like that. I, but I think there's like 60-something comics before what you call giant size X-Men. So like in the 60s up to like like mid-70s, I think giant size X-Men is when it was a complete different... Like X-Men had been boring forever and they brought them back. That's when Wolverine showed up and Storm showed up and all these... It's just like mm -hmm. immediately... It's a big jump. So, like, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of these comics, like, they'll, after they do so many of them, they'll put them in what they call a trade. So, it's just yeah. a book with the last how many comics in it. I fell off X-Men around when they started doing X-Men Gold. Mm -hmm. And I remember the last comic I read was uh, Colossus's Wedding. Mm -hmm. When he gets married to uh, Kitty Pride. I missed that era altogether. That was recently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, that's why I missed it. But now there's like X Men Blue, X Men yeah. something else. Red. There's like every single color. There's. I wanted to jump in and try. To, I was like, oh, I'll do that. And then like, one one of Marvel's problems is, well, you know what? We'll talk about that later. The problem with actual comics and reading them, mm -hmm. because there's a lot to deal with. That there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and you can't you can't keep up. And I feel if there was a simple way to keep up, we could do it. Yeah. I tried with the app. Yeah, it's like, still not enough. That's what I was saying. With, with the Marvel Unlimited app, you can go back and you can read everything from like I think last year and before. Yeah, all of it. And so, and there's, but I was like, maybe I'll just look and see if there's a chronological thing, like a, like, you know, you think like Spotify playlists. So like, there's, yeah. it's you know, tough, all right? Stuff. Like you can't find. You have to actually go. Okay, let me click online. Click, click, click. click. All right, what was the first twenty-five Marvel comics? And you actually have to go through and find them all on the app. Yeah. I, and I fell into the trap where everyone had their own opinion of what uh, you should read. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, oh no, no, you got to start here mm. and then go here and then end here. Really? And then everyone else has their own. Opinion. You just have to pick like a random object. You just got to start. So you'd be yeah. like, you'd be like, uh, tin can. The first cover I see with a tin can on it. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the version I'm starting. Like, yeah. just pick an object, like a squeaky dog toy. All right, that <laughs> that's the series I'm gonna start with. Yeah, that's how you pick. That's why I, I wanted to pick it because my kids started reading, and I was like, you know, I'll jump in here and the X Men, mm -hmm. and there was so much. It was insane. It was also during Battle. Uh, was it the Battle World? The recent Battle World. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea anymore. I get. I got. Well, there's a lot of gaps in my reading too because I jumped around so much mm -hmm. um, but the whole uh, uh, what was it Secret War yeah I missed all of that 
And that some that is some of some of the po most potent like storytelling. Yeah. If you you know if you read comics, tell us like give us an idea of like where to kind of like get caught up at, because you know like from even from the shows and whatnot. What what I also liked about the early '90s X Men show is they brought in stuff that was going on right then and there. Yeah. So that like when I went to the comic book store, oh, hey, yeah, this stuff's kind of happening now. Like uh, the Onslaught series uh, happened. Right around the same time, where like that whole episode with Xavier, like kind of being like mm -hmm. half asleep and hurting the X Men, oh. like that happened about the same time. Um, plus, they also went to Asteroid M, and that was oh, Man, gosh. Asteroid that M. was uh, that was part of that whole uh, Fatal Attraction series that I actually mm -hmm. got. God, Fatal Attraction, so I mean, cool. A lot of people so, hate the early X Men stuff, like the eighties, nineties X Men stuff. I remember how I love it. I love they it. had like limited edition Fatal Attraction. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they all had the um, car, the glossy cards, cards on the high. <laughs> They actually, I was going to buy them all. They're on like eBay for like 30 bucks. I was like, oh, I'm going to buy it. The hologram and then, like, my wife's like, no. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's useless, Josh. It's just going to sit here. <laughs> if you have any responses to any of this, I guess mm -hmm. hit us up on Twitter maybe. Yeah. So like uh, Vince and I were under RKVC tweets. That's Rod, Kim, Vince, Serino. RKVC tweets on Twitter. And then what's your, what Twitter do you use now? Oh, gosh. <laughs> gosh. Which ones don't I have? Um, you know. You can have Josh pick one. Yeah, and uh, depending on the ones. success of uh, the, this one or the next one, we'll create like uh, some sort of Discord or yeah, something. Yeah, we'll probably create one for for this specific podcast. Maybe for right now, I'll just do um, that way. We have one place to find me, Josh, questions. Josh, you know, we never actually introduced ourselves. Oh yeah, hi, I'm Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vince. Uh, Joshua Smith recording is my my uh, Insta Instagram. So um, or hit yeah, hit Josh up on Instagram. Joshua Smith go. recording.